do you remember when we were in school and they taught us those super relevant topics like how to understand the periodic table of elements and how to use the quadratic formula but do you remember that class they taught us on how to make and maintain friendships as an adult yeah me neither my name is zane khan and i'm a certified life and friendship coach and after being a super introverted kid and struggling to make and maintain friendships my entire life i decided that friendships are not something that you have to just let be organic and natural and one of those things where you either have the skill you're either social or you're not i made it my intention to learn the skill of how to make and maintain friendships and i did exactly that by analyzing and reflecting on my personal experience by diving into coaching and mindset work and by even using my psychology degree to understand the dynamics of friendships i really learned how to create a thriving circle of friends and i learned how to make new friends move through friendship conflicts and breakups and how to up level my current friendships and when i learned this work i decided that i couldn't just keep this to myself it would be a disservice to all of you out there who are maybe struggling in one of these areas to keep this to myself so it is my honor and privilege to show up here every single week and share with you all of the tools tips and tricks from Again, not only my personal experience, but from psychology, from empirical research, from mindset work on how to navigate friendships as an adult. So if that's something you're interested in, then feel free to watch this new episode and let's go. Hello, my beautiful friends. Welcome or welcome back to Making Friends Made Simple. My name is Zane Khan. I'm a your certified life and friendship coach for introverted adults. And today I'm finally sharing my story in full. I know I've like dropped parts of it here and there in the podcast talked a little bit about it and I've never gone into depth with it because I really wanted to share some value beyond just who I am before telling you about my story because it's like why would you care about a random person's story as much I mean I do as a friendship coach and as someone who just loves hearing stories from people but especially within a podcast medium where we're not attuning and connecting in person or even on a zoom call I wanted to really provide you with as much value as I thought was necessary before going into my own story but I've experienced so much growth even through recording and editing and posting this podcast to the point where I wanted to share that especially in the context with friendships so I'm just going to share my story. It's going to be a little bit of a different episode if you're a long-time listener. It's not going to be as conceptual or advice-based or even specific mindset technique-based. There will be some of that sprinkled in throughout the episode based on my personal experience, but no notes, no script, no empirical evidence like I usually have in my podcast episode. It's just me sharing my story. Not to say just because it's very impactful and powerful, I think. But if you're into the more conceptual stuff, feel free to check out one of the other episodes on making friends made simple. So yeah, let's get started. All right, so growing up, the two major things I experienced were anxiety and body image issues, being someone who was incredibly overweight and is still dealing with a lot of that now. The biggest difference with the weight thing is I didn't have any love for my body back then and I was overweight and now I'm overweight but still love my body incredibly and I've done a lot of work around that. So with the anxiety and with the being overweight, I noticed that, you know, not only am I anxious, but I also don't look like the other boys in my class. You know, they're a lot smaller than I am. They can run faster. They can 
climb higher. I just feel so different. And not in the way that I teach all of y'all on the podcast on how it's so beautiful. We all have our own things to offer our friends or prospective friends, but it was different in a bad way. And I really noticed that growing up all the way up until like I would say grade six. And I think a third thing worth mentioning here is I wanted to always get deeper. I noticed that the girls in my grade, even from grade two, would talk about their feelings a bit more. And I wanted to do that too, but it just was not common with men or I guess male children to do that. And I think that really affected me deeply because I would hang out with them and even try a little bit and it would just get shut down and want to talk about race cars and throw sand at each other and play with clay and I just wasn't as into it so I think up until grade six like four years later that really manifested in so much suppression and so much internalization of who I wanted to be versus how I was actually showing up in the world and that was not easy to navigate and I showed up with a lot of like drama and back talking and just really negative things in my friendships my parents, you know, bless them. They didn't always regulate what I watched on TV. So I'd watch like a lot of shows that I probably shouldn't and that showed up in my friendships too. So I think the earlier part of my life was full of suppression, internalization and isolation at some point when all of the back talking caught up to me. I did have this incredible teacher in grade seven though. And I really want to reconnect with her and I, I think I will pretty soon here. She taught me all about leaning into my own values. As an example, when we had our little circle time moment, she would sit on the floor with us. The first time she did this, all the students looked around at each other and we were really confused. We said, why is she sitting on the floor? All the other teachers sit on a chair and she said, just because I'm your teacher, it doesn't mean I'm not your equal. Just because I'm leading this discussion does not mean I'm better than you. And I wanted to show you that by sitting on the floor here with you. So amazing, so transformational and really helped me to understand who I wanted to be as well growing up. And you know, one thing is she really evoked that inner sense of love and care that I had in my heart for even individuals experiencing homelessness and just a, a deep desire to help people that I didn't realize was there, but was kind of brought to light through her guidance. And I'll never be able to thank her enough for that as much as I'm going to try pretty soon here. Throughout high school, the main challenge I dealt with when it comes to friendships, it would have to have been my sexuality and then just being such a grade grammar and so academically inclined that I almost didn't care about my friends as much. I was just like, you know what? Give me the A's, give me the gold star, give me the awards. That's all I care about. I've never experienced that. I had too much anxiety in elementary school to really gain those you know, that praise from teachers from an academic standpoint. So let's fulfill that need now. It was fine. It was great. And then I think in the later half of high school, I started to understand that I was only friends with people because of, you know, the kind of theory of proximity and consistency where people who you see consistently are the people who you are more likely to form friendships with even more so than if you like them or not and if you have shared values. This is something my mentor and teacher Shasta Nelson talks about in her book, Friendships Don't Just Happen. Such a common and salient effect that we see pretty consistently in, in research studies too. We're just spending time with people, seeing them consistently and having some rapport with them will make it much more likely you have friendships with them. And I saw that so clearly, but 
you know, I didn't really have anything to compare it to because it was high school. I didn't have the option of really branching out. I was too, you know, busy being in high school and focusing on grades and university applications and volunteering to the point where I did become really close with people who at the time I didn't realize this, but who were definitely not aligned with who I am. But more on that later, I think again with my sexuality, I really struggled and eventually came out to two of my then best friends at the time while I was on the couch, literally like frantic with anxiety. If someone was there, they would have thought I was having some kind of medical challenge that required medical attention. But I came out and it was the most liberating and scary thing I've ever done. They were super supportive. But what came along with this was an identity shift. This is for anyone listening who's going through the same kind of identity shift because I talk a lot about how you want to know what your own values are and have a pretty decent sense of self and who you are before you start approaching making these deep connections because when when you know who you are you can always rely on that you can always fall back on that you don't need to rely on other people to give you your sense of worth because you already have it as far as the identity work I did it was challenging because I was navigating a whole new identity as now a non-closeted gay individual, gay adolescent, I think it was just super challenging because as free and as much as I felt like the weight was lifted off my shoulders, it's like I had to figure out who I was now, you know, talking about men instead of, uh, instead of women, it was just really challenging and jarring for the longest time. But again, it also strengthened friendships that in retrospect, I know were not actually aligned with me. So that also made it challenging too. The biggest thing in the first, really my whole degree as an undergraduate studying psychology was being diagnosed with bipolar disorder in the first half of my um, first year of university. You know, all the anxiety and everything I'd been, been experiencing really just came to a head. I wasn't sleeping for days on end. I was cycling between very low depression and very high what I understand now to be mania, which is a state of being incredibly elated, again, not needing sleep, talking super fast, being very impulsive and kind of um, jittery and hyperactive. That was definitely something I experienced to the point where I was falling into psychosis and having hallucinations and delusions and I was hospitalized for the first time in 2014 and for what I believe will be the last time in, in 2020 here. but. Again, it was an identity shift where now I'm like not only overweight and this navigating being a gay man, but also having bipolar disorder where, you know, a lot of my friends were going out and clubbing and partying, but I knew I couldn't do that for my health, you know, drinking so many things that I know in my heart, I probably wouldn't have wanted to do anyway, but now felt limited from doing where it's like, I didn't have the choice of saying, no, I'd rather not. It's like, I can't do that. And of course, we never want to have our agency stripped away like that. But I knew it was for the best, but it still felt awful. I think at this point, I started to feel kind of disconnected from some of my friends and nothing to do with them necessarily. But, um, you know, fast forward seven years and the pandemic rolls around, I really started to see who were my friends and who weren't. And by that, I just mean... Who was I really aligned with when it came to values and compatibility and and who who wasn't like that, right? And I think a majority of my friends, unfortunately, were not aligned with who I am today. When I consider the friends I have now, they're people who I either connected with very recently or reconnected with at some point, 
you know, a few years ago. Um, and I think that is very telling, right? Because it's like once I figured out exactly who I was, that's when I could form the solid connections where, of course, it's not perfect, but we still are able to move through challenges here and there. Here we are in the pandemic and I and two friendships. And these were the two friends who I came out to in grade 12. And again, so much love for them, so much respect, so much compassion, knowing that it has nothing to do with them as people. And I would never say they're bad people. It's just they weren't compatible with who I was and who I am now. And I think that's okay because that happens. And it was really helpful for me to understand that. But afterwards, the challenge was, I'm like, okay, I just ended like six, seven close friendships. We have this giant hole in our life. Now let's fill it up really fast. And, you know, knowing we're magnetic and effervescent and personal, let's go make some friends. And, um, you know, even then I was stepping into intentionality when it came to friendships, nothing compared to what I do now, but I still knew I wanted to make friends in an intentional way. And I had the social skills that I developed and everything I'd been learning, you know, in my psych degree and just, you know, delving into self-development here and there. So I decided to do that. And I, the problem here, and this is for anyone listening, I made friends to solve for loneliness and isolation. I did not make friends to align with my values and who I was as a person. And there was a huge discrepancy there. When you're making friends to solve for loneliness and isolation, it's a band-aid solution where you're in kind of a rush to make these friends so you don't have to feel something. But the challenge there is then you're abdicating your emotional life to these potential friends. And you get so attached to the outcome of these friendships and if they've texted you back and if they say something that you don't really like and then you are scared the friendship's gonna end versus making friends based on values. First of all, again, you're not as rushed. You're more clear-headed. You have a stronger sense of discernment. And when you engage in that, it's much easier to kind of vibe out the friends that will align with you even when you're just meeting them as strangers. And again, it forms way stronger friendships because you took the time to check in, like, are these friends who I genuinely want to have or am I just trying to solve for the loneliness that I'm experiencing right now? And I think for me, the answer was definitely the latter. And it showed up in the way where I made a bunch of friends, but then they all just ended in six months or, or a year for some of them because they just were not friends who I, I really felt aligned with or felt compatible with, even more so than the friends who I had before in the pandemic who I ended the friendship with. And you'll notice a theme here where it's like this revolving door in my friendships. And my teacher and mentor, Shasta Nelson, again, talks about this and friendships don't just happen. We replace 50% of our friendships on average every seven years. And I'm really noticing this right now. It's a little scary to think about now because I have like a handful and I know there are variables and, you know, studies aren't ubiquitous across the board with everyone doing the same thing. But it's like, can't even imagine that in seven years, but I get it. I really do get it. And that's really what I experienced in this time where I was solving for loneliness instead of actually finding friends who aligned with who I was. I think after that, I decided I was going to be so intentional about friendships. I was going to read, reflect, study, apply my psych degree, do anything possible to understand the, the world of friendships inside and out. 
And again, it was challenging because there wasn't a lot like compared to like you search up uh, how to find a romantic partner on YouTube versus like how to make friends. You're going to find way more for the romantic partner. And it was even more like that when I started this work kind of mid pandemic. And I think a lot of that is because we just don't see friendships as important, even though, you know, they do outnumber and outlast a lot of our other relationships. So it's interesting con to consider that. But I digress. So now I'm just at a point where I'm super intentional and to go from being super isolated, especially when I was a kid, anxious, unsure, fearful, avoiding a lot of friendships and just being so closed off and not even able to express myself to where I'm at now, where I literally just talked about how I get, you know, runners high for a lot of people. I get connection highs where if I have especially like a group conversation that just happened last week, if I have a group conversation with two or more people who I'm really aligned with, I'm like on fire after run a marathon. That's where I can do the run to get the runners high. And I just love it. And I really want that for any of you listening, maybe not the same connection high, but I want you to create the friendships that feel good for you. And I want you to recognize us, said it before and I'll say it again, your introversion, your being too quiet or thinking you're asocial or the other side where you might think you're too loud and out there. Those are not the reasons why you don't have the friends that you want in your life. Those are actually the things that will magnetize you to the right people. Cause like, look at me, listen to me. Like I, I'm a lot of those things too. And I have the best friends who celebrate it, who love it. And I know you can do the same thing, same thing too. It just takes a level, and I don't mean to say just because that's reductive, but it does take a level of intentionality and work and effort. But you're listening to this podcast right now. So all that tells me is you have the desire to put in that work and goodness knows you're worth the effort it takes to create the lifelong friends that you know you've always deserved. Got a little fired up there. I'm just so passionate about helping you make your friends. That is, I want to call it part one of my story. I went a little fast there. I still have a little bit of work to do around feeling comfortable sharing my story, especially with podcast listeners who I just want to forget about me and provide value to, even if my personal experience is laced in there. I just want all of you to create your version of what I've created and what I am creating, which we should touch on too, where I now I'm like super intentional, actually closing the friendship door in this season and also at the same time thinking of in the future manifesting specific friends like i want a friend and i mentioned this in the podcast who's into taylor swift who's willing to sing in the car with me taylor swift songs and who was also really into indigo so we can like you know we i can pick them up and they can pick me up and we can sing in the car drive to indigo look at books talk about books and then sing taylor swift on the way back home super specific but i'm like no drama in my brain i'm already I'm like in the process of manifesting this in a way with one of my neighbors, which is wild and I love it. And I just have no challenges with that. And I want you to be in the same headspace where you can call in or manifest or create whatever would you want that version for yourself too, that version of a super aligned specific friendships that maybe you at this point or maybe in the past have had the thought that you just can't do it. I promise you, you can. I'm not a special unicorn in that respect. I am in a lot of ways, but not when it comes to being able to make friends 
that are super aligned with me that have specific hobbies specific you know personalities you can do the exact same thing it does take some work though and i know you can do that work because you're here thank you all so much for listening if you want to learn how you can make one new friend in three simple steps please feel free to check out the link in the show notes and i'll also have my website and all my social media handles linked there i am friendship coach zane z-a or z-a-y-n-e everywhere and then my website is zane khan k-h-a-n for coaching.com where you can learn a little bit about working with me and, and more and yeah i hope y'all have gleaned some value from this the biggest takeaway i have for you is i am not special in that way what i have done is something that you can do for your life in your specific way just how i've done it and i really think that you're worth that effort and i just want you to know that i love you so much thank you all so much for listening i will see you next week with a new episode